Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me. Instagram, Facebook, sign up, subscribe, and listen. Please take the time, send this to two friends that you think might like the show. Without further ado, our our guest today, Mr. Todd, pronounced Luizo. He is an actor you've known from from several films, at least of my youth. And uh, he is a graduate of NYU Film School, a wide variety of jobs uh, stemming from writer. I know Todd, I could not keep him out of my eye, not only because he's just a stunning gentleman and uh, charismatic father and sports enthusiast, but uh, from his famous uh, lines in Jerry Maguire, which always... Uh, stood out to me, and so I hope he's going to share a little behind the scenes about that experience with uh, Renee Zellweger and Tom Cruise, in which he uh, uh, was her protector, making sure she got treated right uh, in that iconic film. So Todd is going to share a little bit more about his current films. I believe he's been at several major Tuckett Film Festival. Is there Sundance? But he's been in High Fidelity, Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino, uh, School for Scoundrels, and Thank You for Smoking. Without further ado, my guest today, my good friend, Mr. Todd Lewis. Now you have, um, we want to know a little bit about, you know, what makes you you, because you're a very unique human being and stay true to that. And and, and I admire that in, in the town of Hollywood. Now tell us a little bit about, now your sporting venture on the side here is called, yeah. it's called Futsal. Yeah, I got introduced to Futsal actually through my son, August, who is just a giant soccer fanatic and uh i guess futsal is a combination <clears throat> I yeah, tell us what it is because everyone's like what is that and i'm like i think it's indoor soccer i but think then- yeah yeah it is basically but i i believe i think it's a portuguese 
word or came from Brazil, maybe, or maybe it's a Spanish word, but it's a combination of football and salon. So that's where it puts all. So do you get like your nails done after? Or, yeah, or, yeah. Or it's like that. salon, nice. like sauna, uh, massage. They should probably do that. <laughs> like a meeting area. Um, and it's, it's very much like basketball. A lot. It's a lot like basketball as far as pace is concerned. And it's played on about the size of a basketball court, a special floor that people usually play on if it's official place but uh people play it on basketball courts sometimes and the goal is about five feet wide five feet tall maybe six feet wide five feet tall and it just moves very fast and the ball is a little bit smaller heavier um and anyway my my son found this place in los Angeles called urban futsal and he sort of got me to uh, go there and check it out i don't know it was just really i love playing basketball and um and he started playing there and he was really young at the time and the guys there let him play and they actually have think they have contract now or like an engagement with lafc where they promote things like lafc had a party there before the for, for the opening game at bank of california stadium they had a party at urban futsal it's in downtown it's just north of uh, chinatown in like a warehouse district there and they have two courts and i play in a co-ed league there awesome. so that's pretty interesting on two counts one is you know, how these, uh, you know, inner cities, I mean, how a soccer team recruits fans right. within within the city of Los Angeles where there's so many competing sports interests. Right. And, but I'm also interested in hearing about more how, so were you athletic beforehand or was this like, because your son was interested, it totally opened up a new door? No, I was athletic growing up. Uh, I went to performing arts school from, you know, fourth grade to 12th grade, but I was always really athletic and loved playing. I never played on any teams, really. I I just always played pickup basketball and played a little bit of soccer, but I'm not at So all. do you play on the same team as August? Yeah, I do now. Do? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't old enough at first, uh, but then, and he's kind of not old enough now, but you know, he, he's there so much that. So, great. so are you the same mellow guy when you're out there or is there an intense side I'm of you that, uh, that people won't even recognize? I'm terrible. First of all, I'm definitely the weakest <laughs> link on that team. They're really good. I mean, and it's really, I, I love that it's co-ed too. Just brings a whole other uh, dimension to playing on the team and so they're five on five and you have to have a minimum of two women on your team uh, at any given time playing. Most likely former soccer players. Is that usually? Yeah, or the current. They play current, currently, yeah, uh, like semi-pro. And um, pretty. And they both, actually, the I think the three women on our team, they coach, I think, uh, Barcelona. It's in Castellandale somewhere. Cool. So, there, you know, there you have it. There's another thing for you to check out. Yeah, definitely. Futsal. Uh, we talk about people getting out, trying new things, co-ed. Um, so, yeah, they have know. a men's league, too. So it's not just all co-ed, but they have a men's league. And I love that that came from Augie, mm-hmm. as we know him. Yeah. And today we're going to learn a little bit more about how you deal with performance and anxiety and stress as mm-hmm. uh, not only an athlete, but as a, an actor, a writer, director. It's all of the above. It's all performance. So... Yeah. Well, let's get a little off topic first, Todd. What is one morning ritual that we could uh, that you've used that has worked for you? Uh, for what? Uh, <laughs> Besides, I mean, coffee. Yeah, is that is that what gets you? You know, yeah, that just puts much you in the so. mode to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not stream I'm, your videos uh, on the couch. Is it called? What's your thing you've been playing around with? <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, we were doing. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, I would say. Oh God! Riff. My wife and I were doing. Uh, my wife's a writer, and um, we just wanted to do things because it's so hard to get things made here in Los Angeles, and there's lots of you know permissions for getting so frustrated not being do things you know do some things that she's you know written small things that we just came up she had come up with these characters about a couple of years. 
years ago, just started taping ourselves doing characters. I my character is very, it's just a horrible, horrible guy, uh, kind of very incredibly lazy and just tries to just, I don't know. I, I, we haven't done them in a little while. So I'm, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> they drew me in though. I was like, I'm huh. trying to remember. I can't so, believe. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so it was, it's, it's a little bit of play. Oh, I was creative a, juices going. I was a life, uh, coach. life coat, life oh. couch <laughs> because he likes laying on the couch and he feels like he had given advice and it worked. And so he thought, well, maybe I'd be a life coach. <laughs> then he thought about couch. That's, um, yeah. So we were getting antsy with, uh, it was great, great, but we've just been getting busier with other things. And so we have to do that. Yeah, but that's really interesting for, for an outsider, an observer, uh, like, like our, you know, fans who may see the work you do or hear that it was as soon as two years ago that you and, uh, your wife, Sarah had a film in Sundance. Is that correct? Or? It was a while ago. It was six years ago. Oh, okay. Um, it was uh, the opening night film at Sundance. Uh, was in competition there too. That was the third film I've had there. I had a short there along back in 1997, I think. And then my first feature was there in 2002 called Love Liza with Phil Hoffman and Kathy Bates. And then oh, I loved his film. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, and so, and Sarah and I've been together a very long time. She's, she, we met as actors actually here. So, really? Yeah. We did That's a pilot. incredible. We did a CBS pilot together. It was a sitcom. It was a comedy, but she played a cop and I played a serial killer and she had to interrogate me, <laughs> but she's always been a writer. She was a playwright and started getting into screenwriting like about six or seven years ago, eight years ago. So have your careers kind of morphed together? Yeah. Together, you mean this way or? Well, collaboratively or to move from being actors into writers and yeah. co-directors. Yeah, they've they've moved that way. You know, I always, I sort of, I've been acting for so long because I grew up in the theater. My dad, a uh, choreographer, theater, musical theater director. And so I just sort of grew up around it and uh, uh, I've been acting forever. And I always knew that I wanted to make things direct. Uh, so I ended up going to NYU film school. Um but the interesting thing is, and this relates to you guys here, is my dad was a ballet dancer and uh, just a dancer in general, and then he became a choreographer. When I was about eight years old, there's a really well-known high school football program in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is where I'm from, uh, called Moeller High School. They're just, you know, a giant. It's like, you know, giant, very famous high school. And the head coach there, I forget even how he called my dad. This is like 1977. He called my dad and asked him if he would, uh, he was interested in teaching his players flexibility and quickness and wanted a dancer, ballet dancer to come in and teach them. And 57? So, and no, 67. 70, 76, 77. Okay. 70. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought that was progressive when like Shaq was taking ballet, but like the seventies. Yeah. Really. It was like late seventies. And so he went in there and started teaching the football team. Uh, he would stretch them out, teach them different stretches and do quickness routines with them, with their feet, footwork. And then the head coach of Moeller, his name is Jerry Faust, and I don't know if you remember his name, but he got hired. It was sort of this amazing story. He was hired to coach Notre Dame football in 1980. Wow. Straight from this high school, the storied high school program. He was hired at Notre Dame, sort of like the Cinderella story of him becoming head coach of Notre Dame. And he brought my dad with him when he, when he moved up there. And I think Jerry ended up being coached there for four years. It never took, I think. But uh, he followed, I think, Dan Devine, coach before Faust. And then after Faust, they hired Lou Holt. Yeah, he was there for quite a long time. Yeah. So, but that 
that was really amazing to to be around that. You know, I was around that. I always so did you off. move to mm-hmm. South Bend? Or? No, we would. Uh, they would send this little private little propeller plane for us, and we'd fly up there. I would go with them and watch practices, and it was really it was amazing. So I spent a lot of time around, you know, football programs, even though I grew up kind of in the theater, too. That's incredible. Yeah. So was he, like, at practices commenting on footwork? No, no. It was more like they would set aside, like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours for this program that we worked through with them of stretching. So. That's amazing how even vicariously our, our parents create this intro into sports or that kind of outlet of seeing a unique aspect of what was like. Yeah. I just remember that I was driving up here. Oh, yeah, that's a great. And I was always huge into sports just being from Ohio. And not, Bengals or Brown? I'm from Cincinnati, so <laughs> un- unfortunately. You miss missing was the eye glare there. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, my grandparents had season tickets for the Bengals since they started. Um, so I grew up every Sunday. I would be there. At, so can you break into the icky shuffle? Right? Yeah, that was, that was late. I was like, I was 18. That was so, later. yeah, I could take you back. Ken Anderson, way back. Because I think I was even going to games when Paul Brown. So if we break back to so more about you, you said coffee, but if someone is out there thinking about how do you do it? So you just said something really key, though. So come off these big festivals, creating big things, being in big films, and then how do you keep get the creativity? What does small thing do? So, I mean, is that right. been something you've kind of collaborated well, do anything to just get creating, or is it just kind of organic? It's really difficult, and I actually struggle with that a lot. I struggle with self motivation motivating. It's a constant issue when it comes. And I know I need to do it. It's really difficult. And especially after I've had, I found like after I've had some success that I will sort of lay off and lay back and think, well, things are just going to come to me now. Uh, I don't have to really work hard. I'll be getting an offer, you know, and it's just not the case. And I've had to learn that lesson many times over. Uh, and I still have to look out for that. You you can't stop doing it. And I probably in every business, you know, I don't know how I learned that. I'm just, you know, trying to get into that now. It's sort of a learned helplessness. But if I can, you know, remember that and fire myself up into like, oh, I have, I have to motivate these projects by myself, get them going. And sometimes being an actor is, it, it helps. It, it's a disservice to being uh, proactive because, you know, you just get a phone call from your agent for, to go on audition, right? You get a phone call, you, you get, you know, lines of what you're supposed to say, you know, so it's a kind of a passive process. R- yeah, exactly. So, you know, they call me, they tell me where to go, go to Sunset Gower, be there at this time, read these words, you know, it sort of feeds into that. Um, so how about when you do have a role or you, you do know that you, you're going to go, are there anything you, you do to get our audience is often interested in peak performance and right. what are some things you do for yourself or that you learned either from your dad or from a football coach or anywhere from uh, NYU right. that gets you ready to be in that moment? I think for, I think one of the first things that, that I would tell actors or kids in school, what was interesting to me, cause I grew up in the theater, there's a lot of prep and you go over things a lot, but then when you get to film and TV, there's no one's, you know, on you about like, you have to learn your lines or we're going to rehearse. You really have, it's all you. When I get an audition, I have to make time for it. I prep for it. You can get an audition like, you know, an hour before, (laughs) an hour before you have to go. And sometimes you get a a week before that's very rare, but usually it's like a day or two. And so I'll try to put in 
you know, a couple hours of work and I'll try to get off book too, to have my lines pretty memorized because it's better to not be looking down at the page. They videotape everything in auditions now. So when you're doing that, you're just like looking down. It's better. So how do you do that? So how do you like let go of everything you're working on and get yourself in the mood to like right. rehearse? Yeah. It's just the nature of, you know, the beast of like being an actor. You just have to like, you know, drop what you're doing and make time for it. But I think it's really important to be, you know, very prepared. So sometimes, oddly, if I get, sometimes I do the some of my best auditions when I haven't had, are you okay? But sometimes I've done like my best auditions when I've had like, an, or even like they just hand you a new, you know, s- set of sides, which is what they call the script. Sometimes I'll do my best job then because there's, there's less pressure because you're just like, they know you're just being handed a, this scene. And something kicks in where you just trust your internal Yeah, exactly. You don't have a process. lot of time to think about it. So in preparing for an audition, you kind of have to, if I have a couple of days, you kind of have to make your way through all that, you know, psychic stuff. You I know these things because I've been doing it for 30 years of like trying to trick myself into being nervous about something. So if you have those two days, you can, you know, work through those obstacles and get to the point. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. So will you prepare and then do something like do something to down regulate to calm yourself down like so that the anxiety doesn't build for the whole week? Yeah, try to do that. Just do it. I'll do it in like even like, you know, 20 minute, you know, session where I'll, you know, go back and go over it for, you know, 20 minutes and then, you know, look at it later on in the day um, and then repeat that the next day. To me, it's very organic. Like I don't that that sort of I just feel my way through it emotionally of how I'm feeling in, in internally and gut and see. Feel and like that's I something you've learned it. as much as you were taught. Yeah. So, of course, you know, I promised I would ask you about it. It's been something since I met you and now I get the opportunity. So, yes. you know, let's let's talk about, you know, the, the iconic film, the moments you had on the uh, the set of Jerry Maguire. How did you come to get the role and, and what was uh-huh. it like for you working with, uh, you know, some of the Cuba Gooding and Tom Cruise and Renee? I was I moved to L.A. to do this TV show called Phenom back in 1993 and it was produced by James L. Brooks and I was doing it was on ABC and so I was doing that show and in the process I met Cameron Crowe because uh, James produced Jerry Maguire and so Cameron was developing it you know in the same offices where he showed so I got to know uh, Cameron a little bit 
and they did a table reading of it. And he asked me if I'd play various roles in the in the table reading. Actually, Robin Williams read Tom's part for that. Wow, um, what was that like? It was amazing. It was great. One of the best things. Did you have other experience with Robin Williams? Or uh, no. No, I, that's the only time I ever met him. But so he did laugh been. really hard at one of my line readings, which was a huge, which was huge <laughs> for a, me. It's a, he took it immediately like a compliment. Oh, yeah. 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 I even remember the line. It was, oh, it was just, a, it was like a quarterback. I think Troy Aikman playing a role in the film. A uh, quarterback talking to his agent at the end. And Tom, Cuba Gooding are hugging. And the quarterback says, well, why do we have that? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you totally remember that. But I read it like, I read, why don't we have that? <laughs> like he had already been told a number of times before this is why we don't have but it made robin really laugh hard and i was like pretty good that's pretty cool i had like studied all my life so so after that then cameron had me come in and read for royal chat and, and i actually think offered lucas haas before me which happens all the time like some of the best roles i've had people I, pass I, yeah people pass and just get the break it happens to everyone but i had to read like four times and then i met with tom and read with him twice and i read with renee once and and it was just it was great you know i mean were you were you totally excited did you know that it was going to be the type of film yeah i kind of did yeah it felt like that just from just the script was amazing uh, just the fact that cameron and jim was producing it and, and tom of course it was such a different role for him yeah it just had that that vibe about it um, it was a different time too from you know movies now it's weird i feel like those movies are pretty rare days. so how many takes did you have to there's a the famous line that you have to tell tom cruise what you keep referring to is don't hurt her jerry is that is that the famous line i forget i forget, <laughs> I forget you know where he's he's kind of you know sinking and she's letting him know that there's some feelings going on and right and uh, does he see what's happening yeah I don't remember that. I just remember it was very relaxed atmosphere. I was nervous, you know, and, but he was, Tom's great, you know, and I actually even saw him five years later at the, it was the premiere of Nolia and I was sitting in the audience. It was at the Chinese theater, man. And like, he came in at the end, you know, everyone's already, already seated. And he's like walking fast and he sees me and he like doubles back to see him. He's like, Hey man, shake my hand. I have no idea how you remember who I am, but. All right. So he's that kind of guy. Um, what well, was it? Little time to interact off off the set. Was he already that that big in his career? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was pretty huge at that point. Uh, no, we didn't interact that much off the set. I remember we didn't, but it was all very like he's very in, into the work and make getting the best that you can do and wanting to you know be there for you. He's not doesn't you know take out take off after he's done with his part his side. Yeah, yeah. So what does it mean to you? Like you know here you are you're you're still pursuing creating many new things raising uh twin boys creating with your mm -hmm. wife but here you are and you've created this film where your lines are are part of pop culture history right, right. I mean, how, how does that rank up there for you in terms of it's great impact it's great you know it's great to be to have been in that and to have been in you know a few films that are recognized like that you know i get a lot of like if i walk into a record store that's usually that's a good thing too with high fidelity like it's good that to have those so it's in context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's uh, usually if if somebody comes up to me, but I've definitely like a vinyl uh, person. <laughs> but they're great people. They're everyone's always so nice, and it's always. It, I'm just glad I was sort of in those movies and not you know in some slasher film where you get some. <laughs> 
crazy is probably coming up too. Like, hi, <laughs> you know, I'm glad I have like. Well, you, you were know. the serial killer when you met your wife. So, oh yeah, but the pilot didn't go. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So characters that I'm kind of known for, the fans are pretty nice, chilled. <laughs> so you seem to keep. I know Caitlin touched on a few things about eating on the set. Uh, you seem to keep a pretty healthy, balanced life with the family. And any secrets to what you eat? Your thoughts on food prep and consumption? I'm not really good with food. I have to say, I wish I were. Just the Reese's. Stick with the Reese's. Right. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Actually, my wife has gotten me to be a much better eater. Is that what you would say? Much better eater? Sounds clear. Um, I'll accept. <laughs> okay, cool. But she's gotten me to be a better in that way. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I, I've been, she started ordering this stuff, Athletic Greens. Do you know about that? It's like a powdered greens formula that you throw in like a tablespoon and water every morning and shake it up and drink it. I just had it before I came here, but it's called Athletic Greens. Maybe they would sponsor your show. Wow, that would be amazing. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. So you should look it go up. Give it, go give it a shot. And it gives you increased vitality, energy. Yeah, yeah. Got uh, kale in it. Has, yeah. Girl, what's it got in there? I should have brought it with me. Oh, Jarvis oh, has he's got looking it, it Jarvis up. Jarvis has got it. See? Can you make it the shake? D- yeah. Do you put it in your ice cream? I mean, you can put how, it in, how extreme are you getting with Yeah, this? no, you can put it in smoothies. I put it in the boys' smoothies. <laughs> Has anyone else here had it? No? I Maybe I have it's some pricey, version though. of Trader Joe's. Is it really? Yeah. How much is it? What is that? A lot. Well, we can check GNC across the street and get out of here. Get a mail order. Wow. $70, bro. Yeah. So, so are you feeding the, are you feeding the boys that too? What else? You, Sometimes in yeah. smoothies because they're both very. My Augie's a soccer player. And my other son's a dancer, so they're both very athletic. They just got to move physically. Um, so I try to encourage them. So I want to do some fun rapid fire questions for you, but before we get to the the fun stuff, I did know that your other son Bruno that he, you and he were active at the march yeah which one the most recent one march for our lives oh yeah uh, Yeah. downtown la what was that experience like uh, you know bringing your son or or were you encouraging his activism or is it family thing it's more of a family thing sort of just like i went to the the women's march the first one with augie and bruno and my wife couldn't make it but we went to that one it's just amazing that one got a little weird (laughs) it wasn't as big but there was some like you know the women's march and the one the march the Parkland March. Those were incredible. Just all the people there. It was a great feeling. Tax March had a weird vibe. There were some angry people there. Got a little bit of the vibe of that. But it's sort of something we just try to keep the boys aware of with what's happening in the country and, you know, let them know that their participation means something. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So so keeping conscious parenting involved yeah. in being in Hollywood, a lot of people have this idea of across the country that there's a certain image of being an actor or, or director. Yeah. And sounds like keeping them aware of their voice. Yeah. I never really understand that about like that image of Hollywood because most people that I know, I mean, it's that, that how that's viewed. It's such I'm like, spreading the stigma. Here I go. It's such a small I got a fraction of people, but like most people I know are just middle class Joes and Janes. And it's always a, a weird thing to me when people bring that up. Not that you said it, but that's what people's perception is. And I think if people really knew that it was people who are working and making a class living, then they might differently. But do you, do you feel you have to take steps to counteract? Like if people do recognize you or were to recognize your 
son attached to parents who are in the industry? Right. Do you feel like you have to like ever combat that perception? No, I think it just comes with your your actions. I, I'm not conscious of it. I think it just proves itself. People that then understand, but certainly there are places in Los Angeles where you know with schools and celebrity parents, it's it can get a little weird sometimes. So we we've tried to find different places in the city where other parents where that's not a big deal because it's a, a big deal at some schools you know amazing yeah. so keeping it low-key keeping it real keeping yeah. connected with your wife i mean really true family values keeping it creative and inspired this is what you know our listeners like to you know hear that you can be yourself right yeah and you can follow passion and you can try a new sport yeah and you can still continue to grow yeah feel yeah well we're gonna do a little segment here a little rapid fire awesome. we're gonna get todd on his toes we're gonna get to know some things Sweet. about uh, what was the what was the nanny's name chad we're gonna get to know chad the nanny how well do you know that character okay so albert you give us a minute on the clock we're gonna give uh todd 10 <laughs> questions and let's see uh how quickly he responds under pressure you said that you don't have time to prepare i'm ready <laughs> we good albert okay so favorite movie of all time king of comedy favorite tv show of all time. that's really tough man pass <laughs> no no not at all soprano oh that's awesome most influential book you've ever read uh moby dick most significant mentor and why he's not a mentor i just happened to interact with him for a little while with tom stopper though right what's great about democracy that's pat favorite thing about living in la the hills favorite hill uh caballero canyon wow i never even heard of that what is your greatest achievement my kids <laughs> a secret to happiness kids and last question bonus do you believe in life after love yes <laughs> i wouldn't know what that was <laughs> that was a gift courtesy of uh chris johnson oh really uh, coach chris <laughs> throwing in a share quote right there ladies and gentlemen <laughs> there you have it so we have download the fun the insights into todd our guest we want to thank you for being here uh today you're welcome to listeners to ask questions up on the instagram page if todd is willing can brief follow up on some theme thematic topics that you might have related to topics we covered today related to becoming a writer director so with your significant other and raise conscious children whatever topics he's willing to go into and we can put it in our weekly blog as always todd can you share with us how they can get in touch with you or follow you should they be interested in future projects uh i'm on instagram <laughs> i'm on facebook too reluctantly on facebook but i'm on there i haven't been on in a while but instagram best way and that instagram handle is at todd luizo my name any upcoming projects we can look out for i just had a couple small parts in some movies that some friends of mine did one's called all about nina which i'm not sure when that's coming out it was just at the tribeca film festival friend eva vivas uh, directed it and this film gemini came out a little while ago but also my wife and i are working on book adaptation that she did uh, generation loss so that's turning into a film turning into like a limited series so we'll see well it is a true honor to have you as a yeah, thanks for having me my friend a sports dad and uh to get to glean insights off of you thank you all for tuning in i appreciate it please if you can check out my patreon page.com patreon.com slash richard listens or instagram richard listens uh, you get the theme we appreciate all your support and interest we're now up on itunes spotify if you're interested in therapy teletherapy any kind of consultation please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website richardlistens.com I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. 
Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.